Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So, Vince, right. we are going to wrap up Super Chats. Ready yep. to rock and roll, man? Do it. <clears throat> First of all, and, and some of these are going to be from the game watch. So right. they may not they may not uh, land, you know, uh, timely. But here we go. Tyler Evans, thanks for the Super Chat. Jonathan Smith is the new head coach at Michigan State. What do you think of the hire? It's incredible. I, I think it's I think it's almost best case scenario for Michigan State to get a guy like Jonathan Smith. I mean, I had questions of if Jonathan Smith was going to leave Oregon State because obviously he played there, he coached there, he built that program up to what it is now because it was in a bad spot when he took over, obviously. But Michigan State needs a builder right now because they're not in a good state. They don't have a very talented roster. They need to build through the high school ranks, get the transfer portal kids in as well. Like They they need to be able to build from the ground floor, and I think that Jonathan Smith is a builder. So I think it's a great fit. Here's my only negative of the hire is obviously Jonathan Smith is going to have to do some things to with his staff to make sure you get some Midwest people in there that have connections at the high school levels for recruiting. Right. That's the key. But it's not any different than what Matt Rule did when he went down to Baylor. Matt Rule had zero Texas connections. So he hired like three high school football coaches from the state of Texas on his staff, either as analysts or assistant coaches. That's the only th- – and I say negative. That's something he's going to have to control over. Yeah. The other thing yeah. I'll say is the Big Ten just continues to punish the Pac-12. I mean, it is just insane. Because I don't think this move – I have no way of proving it. But this move doesn't happen if the Pac-12 is still a thing. It Completely does. I, he, he doesn't leave Oregon straight, State if the Pac-12 is still a thing. It's and I, and I can't, and I can't blame him. I mean, the Pac-12, you know, Oregon State's just kind of waff, you know, out there waffling. Nobody wants them. Who knows if the Pac-12 is going to be a thing? Are they going to be a bunch of them out? I, I, I can understand his frustration. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the geographic fit doesn't make sense. Everything else makes sense, Ryan. Yes. Not, not just the builder part. Like Ryan nailed the builder part. Spot on. Don't need to add anything to that. But Michigan State, when they're good, they do two things really well. They run the football and they play great defense. What has yep. when you talk about building Ryan? What has Jonathan Smith built around running the football, playing great defense, right? Yep. So like the fit there makes sense. And 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 Vince, we talk all the time about coaching hires. I know Ryan, you and I have talked about this. But when you make a coaching hire, it's got to make sense. It's got to be a fit. Sure. And Jonathan Smith's what he believes in as a football coach makes a ton of sense. For what Michigan needs, if he can if he can put the right staff around him from a recruiting standpoint, I think this is a home run. This is a best case scenario for Michigan State, in my opinion. Yeah. If he can if he can put the right staff around him from a recruiting standpoint. Other than that, I mean, other than that, I man, I love the hire by, by Michigan State. Yeah, and I'm curious if somebody's going to bring up the nope, nobody's going to bring up the other one, but the latest one, guys, and I'm seeing this all over Twitter now. The next one I'm seeing is Mark Stoops. Being hired as Texas A&M. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts on that one? I I need to let that one kind of. I need I need to let that one kind of sink in a little bit. I I don't know. I I partly like it. I partly don't love it. I don't know. He's a good coach. He definitely is. I I need to think about that one a little bit longer. To be honest with you. 
he I, i'm i'm kind of with you my 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 positives are i think he's a good football coach i mean he's yeah. consistently taking kentucky to bowl games that's not hard to, that's not easy to do vince uh his teams are physical they play good defense and they can usually run the football my concerns are it's not a real dynamic coach right no. And now is that out of necessity because he can't get those type of athletes on offense at Kentucky? We don't know the answer to that. I can only go by what I see. And what yeah. I see is not real dynamic. And then the other part is, you know, how's he going to recruit at a place like AM? I, I have no idea. You know, I but the you know, good track record, did a great job at Kentucky, in my opinion, won a national title as a D coordinator at Florida State. So uh, and then he's got the name, you know, the Stoops name goes a long way sure. in the state of Texas, you know, because sure. Bob Stoops recruited there for a long, long time. So coach, um, there's no doubt. I, I, I think they kind of went name. I still think my two top, my, my two hires, my two top guys were guys that were playing against each other yesterday. It's Jeff, Jeff trailer and Willie Fritz. I think those would have made a lot more sense. You got two guys with Texas backgrounds that have shown they can, like you said, right. they can be builders. But the one thing I do like about Mark Stoops is they, they need an infusion of toughness at Texas A&M. And that I, I, that's one thing I can guarantee. I don't know if Texas A&M is going to be good or not under Mark Stoops, but they're going to be physical. That's that's the one thing I can guarantee. Uh, and nothing else, Ryan. I I feel comfortable saying with certainty what he's going yeah. to do. That's one thing I'm confident that they're going to be is physical. So Vince, you have any any thoughts on that? Are you kind of like us, just like I'm not quite sure what to make of that hire? Yeah, I you know it's impressive what he's been able to do at Kentucky, especially being in the SEC. I mean, you you know you're you're going to be bringing up the rear an awful lot at Kentucky. Every once in a while they they peak, but then they 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 go right back down again. Um, you know, if he puts the kind of effort into recruiting that he did at Kentucky over at Texas A&M, they could be good. They could be real good. I don't think it's going to be an overnight situation, which as a Notre Dame fan, I'm happy about since Notre Dame has to go there in game <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, but what what are we going to be talking about all offseason? That's all. That's a true road game to open up the season. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there's no givens for Notre Dame in a road game right now. So um, it, it'll really, be interesting. I'm really glad Mike Elko didn't get that job. Me too, because that would have, I would have been real worried, like way more so than I would have been with Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm curious if Elko was pursued and said no. It would not shock me at all if Mike Elko no, chose to say it wouldn't no. shock me either. Knowing what all. he wants a football program to be. Correct. Like, I think he likes the idea of a Notre Dame, a Duke, a Northwestern. I think he kind of likes being I, at that type of place. I mean, it's a, I, he's I, University I, of Pennsylvania graduate, guys. I mean, he's an Ivy League guy. He doesn't so, want to be. Yeah. He doesn't want to be beholden to a bunch of boosters either. Oh yeah, and he knows exactly how that works at Texas A and M. Trust you know me, it's their D coordinator. Like, I agree with you, Vince. Want to have to be that. that? That's not how he wants to run a program. So yeah. I, I firmly believe he would have said no if he was approached. Yeah, agree. You know, agree. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait. T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Grant, thanks for the super chat. Currently at the local zoo, looking at lights with the family, listening to the boys. Go Irish. Glad we could help you out. Appreciate you, Craig Grant. Appreciate you very much, man. Yeah. Ronnie with the super sticker. Thanks, Ronnie. Appreciate you very much. There was this one place, when when you live in Colorado, Vince, they had a zoo where in the winter they would put all these Christmas things up which was actually pretty cool. So I'd be curious where that was, but they, they do the Potawatomi zoo locally. They do. Oh, they do. Uh, that's cool. Lights. Yeah. Yeah. They that's had cool. it on the news the other day. I have to tell Angela that she'll, she'd, she'd enjoy that very yeah. much. And, and just to plug our local zoo, they have remodeled that thing. And it is amazing. I had no idea. I've lived here 10 years. I had no idea there was a zoo around here. Really? Yeah. Where is oh, it? It's right across the street from Adams high school. It's down off Twickingham. Um, Twickingham. I had no Lincoln idea. Park. 
had no really? idea there was a zoo in town. No clue. It's a, it's a nice little zoo. No I mean, clue. it is. And they, they just did a new lions exhibit, a new, uh, it's, it's beautiful. If you're about to tell me they have an amusement park in town, I don't know about, it. I'm about to lose it right now. <laughs> no, no, that's just South Bend community schools. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. Sorry. Uh, David Carpenter with the super chat. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for doing this guys. Go Irish. It was fun. I, this is kind of like our yearly, yearly deal the last weekend of the season. And I, I, I yeah. dig it, man. I do. Yeah. I dig it. So Kevin Fetters, man, appreciate that. We we brought this up during the show. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to remind you, just appreciate that, buddy. Uh, yeah. Raymond Harton. He says, uh, great win. Going to bed now. Great show. Go Irish. Thanks, Raymond. Appreciate you very much, man. Thank yep. you. Hope you have a good night's sleep. And I don't know what these are, Vince. Some people have said they're Indian uh, rupees. I'm not sure what they are, but w- regardless, Bahavu, I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that <laughs> very much. I don't know what that is and what that translates <laughs> to a dollar, but it's the thought that counts, my friend. And whatever it is, we appreciate it. And thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, that's awesome. That's huh. awesome. Thank you. Uh, Kevin. I've never seen that one before, Ryan. I've never seen that symbol uh, before either. Like, I'm trying to look I, it up right now. I'm trying to look it up. I don't even right know now. how to look it up. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, currency symbols look up currency yeah. symbols i don't know uh he says can we bench hartman yet yeah kevin i understand where you're coming from but the answer is no yeah i uh, yeah they're not going to i mean look mm-hmm. I, I i i get the frustration i do and I, i'm not gonna lie to you guys i i kind of i was kind of torn on that after the interception i was just like i was just at the point where i'm like yeah you're a six-year senior and you know, like that's just not the kind of interception I'm okay with. Uh, by the way, Iowa State just beat Kansas State, so like, wow. yeah. So, so uh, Mike Gundy that clinches it for Oklahoma State, right? Or did they already clinch with their win earlier? I, I think they already clinched, but they I, clinched I, I mean that, that just puts an exclamation point yeah. on it. So, yeah. Apparently, Iowa State had a true freshman running back throwing for like 270 yards tonight. Wow. So. There you go. I mean, the field is just covered in snow, guys. Just <laughs> absolutely covered in snow. It's amazing. Um, but hey, look, yeah, they're they're not going to bench him. But the reality is, is the Sam Hartman air is close to being over. I, yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to play in the bowl game or not. I would I would assume so. I mean, he said after the weight game, two more. So yeah. uh, he just he's got to play better. And it's as right, simple. Yeah. As that. But, but I understand the frustration. I, I really do. I, I know he wants to maintain his his uh, draft um, status as a sixth or seventh round pick at best. So I don't I don't know if uh, playing is going to help him or not. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to throw this one up here before we do that one. Uh, from Michael says that eighty three point three one Indian rupee to one U.S. dollar. No, it's about you know about fifty forty eight fifty cents. I'll take it. <laughs> take, take it, it baby. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Appreciate it. What the I don't. I I had no idea what the conversion weight. It's an Indian rupee, is what. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. But you know what? Like honestly, it's kind of like it's kind of like charity and tithing. You give what you you give what what what, what you're comfortable with and where you are. And the fact is, is you know, like there's a parable I think in the Bible or story in the Bible where it's like you know, some lady given some little tiny thing to her is like, you know, some rich person given a million dollars. Right. And, yep. um, that's what I care. I mean, that's what I appreciate. So I appreciate it either way, man. No we're all like looking up monetary stuff on, on you know what I yeah. mean? Like I had no idea what the conversion rate was, but I, I think it's cool. I know what I mean, it was. Yeah. What, what Michael just said though, could be completely false. And I could believe it a hundred percent because I have no idea what any rupee is. So. I actually yeah. just looked it up, Ryan. If it is a rupee, yeah. it is about the same. So, so 40 is yeah. actually, I think it, it checked out to 48 cents. Is what it checked out to. Okay. But you know what? As I said, Love I'm, it. I'm just kind of cool that I learned something new tonight. Yeah, exactly. And I'm appreciative. Whatever, you guys, like, there's not super chats we appreciate more. I mean, like, it's cool when we get bigger ones, but like, I too, I do, hope you all understand. We do truly appreciate like, that anything you guys give. I, I really yep. do. Okay. From Brandon Plensner. Thanks for the super chat. Why is Paulus trying to insert himself? with the refs yeah if, if i'm marcus freeman ron Paulus oh. and i are gonna have a real heart-to-heart yes. conversation and it will be me talking and him listening don't you ever freaking step thing. on the football field again nope. right you are not a football coach you, you, you do, look i understand you're the whatever of football you are not a coach right sit over there and do your job and that ain't your job talking to the officials is not your freaking job 
Right. And I, if Freeman better say something, because like, like that just like, dude, you're not a football coach. Stay on the sidelines and shut your pie hole. Like, yep. yeah, I have no idea why he's trying to do that. Like you don't see, uh, you don't see uh, captain Jack out there yelling at officials. No, you know, he's the athletic director and Paulus is an assistant athletic director. Right. So know your role, man. Like exactly. that's not, that's not your role. That's exactly. not your role. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not a fan, period, and I just really get annoyed when I'm watching him, which is funny because I was actually a big fan of his as a player. Like sure. I, I always thought he was a very underrated player. Like He played on some bad teams, and he was in a system he should never had to run. But as I've lived around this community in recent years, my opinion of him has changed dramatically, and I'll just leave it at that. And Vince, I, I, I know I, that you and I share the same, the same I, opinion on that one. I wonder how many rupees is his buyout to get Paulus yes. out. Yeah. A lot. A lot. <laughs> I wonder if he even has a buyout. Anyway, MTH with the super chat. Thank you very, very much. This is fantastic, gentlemen. Great to see the game through your eyes. Learning so much. Thanks for doing this. You're yeah. welcome. Man. Appreciate that. You're well. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Kevin with another super chat. Can we compete for a national championship? I think it meant to be next year. I think it meant next year. Yeah. Um, And and then Kevin has another one that kind of goes with it, Vince. So we'll kind of we'll kind of answer both of them kind of together. But yeah, uh, it says over under national championship in the next two years. uh, It's possible. I mean, look, I I think things set up pretty nicely for Notre Dame the next couple years if 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 the development's where it needs to be, right? Because I, I believe. And and if you guys disagree, you can jump in when when you know, jump in at any time. I think the talent level the next five years, at least the next four years, is going to be significantly better than what it's been the last five. Just because when you look at the freshman class already there, uh, some of the sophomores as well, you know, but then also looking forward to the twenty twenty four class. I mean, especially on offense, the Notre Dame offense the next several years is going to be actually loaded. Like, will the linebackers be better players than J.D. Bertrand and Jack Kaiser and Maris Leifau? I don't know. Will they be better athletic talents? Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have backups. They're going to be just better overall athletes than they have now at two of the three positions. And, and we're people here that have defended the athleticism of the linebackers. It's not jumping on the, those guys aren't athletes. It's just these guys are freaky athletes for their side. Yeah. I mean, you watch Drake Bowen. Did you see the one play Ryan he made on the run? Where he was playing backside, I think this was one of the first plays. And he was playing backside. They ran outside zone or like uh, or like a that was offside zone. It was like an off tackle play away from him, and he just shot through the backside and chased it down. I was like, okay, that kid's a little different. That kid's yeah. a little bit different. But I I think the talent level's there. It's just going to come down to what decisions does Marcus Freeman make in regard to uh, the, the changes they make from a preparation standpoint to to overcome some of the things we've seen the first two years, and then number two, you know what is he willing to make a philosophical change on offense and then make whatever decisions need to be made to, to get that going there. And that's not hinting getting rid of Jared Parker it has nothing to do with that. I'd still like to see a season of season of Jared Parker's EOC with Marcus Freeman, leaving it alone. Hands you know off. what I mean? Yeah. And then let's see if he is or is not the guy. And if he's not, then you can make a move. And if he is, you say, great, let's just, let's keep rolling. Um, but if the development is there and, and they catch a couple breaks, meaning like good health and, Things like that, yeah. I, 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 th- I think the gap has been pretty narrow the last few years, anyway. I mean, other teams have had better rosters, but not like this enormous gap, like people think. And it's going to close immensely over the next two to three years. Does that mean they're going to win a title? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I have said, I, if I'm predicting, I think within the next four to five years they will win a title. I've said that before. I'm, I'm going to stick by that. Um, you know, will it happen in the next two? I don't know. But I think things are certainly trending in a great direction in two areas. Number one, the schedule the next two years sets up really nicely. You have enough big games where you're going to have a great resume to get into the playoff in a 14 play, you know, 12 team playoff. Uh, the depth will be much better, which will allow the depth and the the depth of athleticism and talent will be better to allow them to then play and play well into those four games. You know, basically for Notre Dame to be a 16 game season. Uh, you can't just have talent. You need depth of talent, and it'll be much closer. So can they? Sure they can. Will they? Don't know. 
but I feel a lot better about it from a talent standpoint now than I did three years ago. Like you just think about what the roster is going to look like next year, Ryan. We don't, I don't know how good guys are going to be just pure athleticism. And to right. me, top to bottom, it's significately better than it was in 2021. In my, in, in, in my opinion, I, I think it is well, top to bottom. And, and, and the, the, the thing that you have to remember also is that, you know, we're talking about Marcus Freeman going into year three, et cetera, et cetera. Well, he's going into year four as a recruiter, for Notre Dame, obviously, especially on the defensive side of the ball in that first year. But now is when we're going to start seeing his guys become prominent role guys on this defense slash offense. And right. I, I think that that is going to tell the tale as to whether Marcus Freeman is the guy. And obviously I'm leaning towards he is the guy because I know the talent level that I think is on this team that hasn't had a chance to be real role players yet. That's what we're going to start seeing twenty five and twenty four. Is those guys are starting to come to the forefront now as real role players, and so we're going to see. Okay, you know, one of Marcus Freeman's biggest attributes is what he does on the recruiting trail. Well, mm-hmm. now those guys are going to get on the field in a real meaningful way, and I, you know, what I mean. Like I think that's really going to tell us a lot about what this program is now and what it's going to be. Yeah, Ryan, anything to add on to that? No, I mean, talent, talent level is definitely going in the right direction. And I think that we're seeing a higher level of parity in college football right now. So unless that reverses over the next couple of years, I think Notre Dame has a chance. It's just going to be dependent upon striking while the iron is hot. And obviously the 12-team playoff changes things a little bit as far as giving an opportunity to some teams that wouldn't ordinarily get an opportunity. So interested to see how that works. And I don't know if it was Ryan or Vince, but who? which one of you said it this week? Development? Development, development. Was that you, Ryan, that said that in one of our shows together? I feel like that might have been Vince. I don't know. I don't remember Vince. saying that, but I, I can say we all agree on that. How about that? Because yeah. yes, yes. I, mean, I just don't want to take credit for something. One of you. It might have been Sean Davis because we actually did a show recently together okay. as well. But but that's. I mean, that's it, guys. Is it's it's yeah. It's it, look, development, development, development. Talent will be there, was, but can what, you develop it? What was one of the major downfalls of Charlie Weiss? He didn't develop anybody. Right. He didn't develop anybody, and it's this this college. You, you can't just go – well, you can go to the transfer portal. But, you, you know, you've got to develop these guys. That That's the whole point. You have you can go in and bring in the best recruiting class ever, but you've got to develop them from the second they step on the on onto your campus. And that's the biggest question mark. Can they be developed? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep. Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. Jim Halloran, thank you so much for the super chat. A disappointing Notre Dame season, but IB never disappoints. Thank you, IB. Go. Irish. Thanks, I appreciate Jim. that, man. Jim, I'm welcome. not going to address your comment yet because that's going to be a lot of what we discuss over the next month. Uh, but, I mean, big picture, yeah, the season was disappointing because this team should have been better. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. There's things to build on, certainly. But, yes, this. I'm sorry. I, look, guys, there, we're going to talk about a lot of the positives to take away from the season over the next week, and, and there are. But at the end of the day, guys, I think we all agreed that 10 and 2 should have been the floor this year. I think that's what we agreed to in our prediction shows. This team should have at least been 10 and 2 this year. And uh and they weren't. 
things to build on, sure, but this team should have been better. And I'm always going to look back at the Louisville game and the Ohio State game especially and just be like, what could have been, you know, what what could have been. Um, but it is what it is, and uh, but we'll have plenty to say about that. But I know I speak for the entire IB team that we appreciate the, the second part of the comment, yeah, man. that we never disappoint. Absolutely. So that means a lot. It means a lot. Kevin, with another super chat, did we waste a year of QB development on Hartman? No. Because, first of all, none of the quarterbacks were ready to play this year. Nope. Right. And the season was disappointing because you should have been better. If they would have gone nine and three because they didn't take a chance on a veteran quarterback in the portal, we'd be looking back at this season and saying, what if we would have gone out and got oh, X player, whatever player in the portal? Look, they took their swing and it didn't work out. And you know, you can talk about whatever reasons, but I, I'm okay with Notre Dame taking their swing this past season because of where the quarterback room was. Steve Angeli wasn't ready to be the starter Kenny, as a redshirt freshman, and right. Kenny Minchie wasn't ready to be the starter as a true freshman. Correct. They just they weren't ready. Now, you could say, well, if you don't bring Sam Hartman, you know, Tyler Buckner's your quarterback. Okay, but we don't know how Tyler Buckner, how long Tyler Buckner would have lasted this year. Tyler Buckner only got one start at Bama, and he didn't look, didn't look great. You know, and, and maybe Tyler Buckner would have lit the world on fire. Maybe they would have beat Ohio State. I have no idea. It's just woulda, coulda, shoulda. But I have no problem with them nope. taking their shot. It just didn't work They're, out. At the end of the day, like we always say, the coaches are going to do what they think is going to win them games. Right. right? They're, they're not They're not like, oh, well, we don't care about the development of these guys. We're going to go get a transfer guy. That's not at all how the conversation goes. They, they, they saw this guy out in the portal. They saw what he's yeah. done statistically over the five years of being a quarterback. He had one more year, wanted to be in a pro-style offense, all of it. Yeah. All the boxes were checked. They went and they, they took their right. shot. It didn't work. Everything you know? else of the team is equal, guys. If everything else is the same, and all that you have is Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie quarterback instead of Sam Hartman, I don't know that they're 9-3. and three. Do they beat Duke if – you Sam Hartman's not their quarterback. I I don't know the answer to that. I I, I have no idea. Um, so no, I don't think I don't think they wasted a year of development. I, I think they did. Now you could argue that if they don't get a, a a dude next year in the portal, and they go to another Sam Hartman type, a Hudson Card type, and then they do it again next year, then we could be having a different conversation because yeah. now you're talking about junior Steve Angeli, sophomore Kenny Minchie, and CJ Carr. Right. So if they're going to get a transfer portal quarterback next year, it better be a dude with an incredibly high floor if he's going to compete for the starting job. Otherwise, we're having a different conversation. Now, who's that going to be? You know, we'll find out. Notre Dame, we're going to know who this portal quarterback is over the next two, three weeks, probably, just because of the way. Wait a minute. When, when was when was Hartman? It was about mid December, right? About when well, Hartman. He played in his bowl game, and then it was right after that. So what? Okay. So it was later. He played it was like a week yeah. after he. He participated okay. in his bowl game, whatever bowl game. It but was. we were kind of hearing rumblings before the bowl game, though, right? Yes, there were rumblings, but yeah. nothing. Obviously, we kind of had an idea about it. So yeah. we'll probably start hearing something over the next three week, two three weeks, perhaps. Um, you know, obviously, if there's a guy in a bowl game, I forgot about that, Vince. I could have. Maybe that's just what I, I found watching, out. I remember watching the bowl game, thinking to myself, "Oh, this could be the guy." You know what I mean? Because like, I watched yeah. it differently than I would have if I did. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean? Like they Missouri, so they, they, right? They, they, Missouri in a bowl game. They played Missouri on December 23rd. So it was, it was early. So it was, it yeah. was before Christmas. That and then played. he announced it within the next week, I believe. I mean, yeah, sure. it was, it was quick. It was right. quick. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough who that's going to be. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll determine, we'll have com- plenty of conversations about that. Um, oh yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yep. No uh, here, here, speaking of that, uh, super chat for Fatfish. Will Rogers versus Li- Riley Leonard? What say oh, you, guys? This is not Riley even. Leonard. A, <laughs> Fatfish, I love you, man. I love you. This isn't a conversation. No. Like Riley Leonard's development this year to me was disappointing because of the injuries, but he's got elite talent in my opinion, or at least really good talent in my opinion. Will Rogers is a really nice air raid quarterback at a at a a Mississippi state, Ryan, you said the other day, Western Kentucky's a really good fit. He is not a Notre Dame. Like I know that some people are going to look at the yards and I get that. I, I, I do. I mean, the kid threw for almost 5,000 yards one year. That is 100% system generated guys. 
100% system generated. They put him in a somewhat modern offense this year, and he looked very mediocre, Mm -hmm. very mediocre. It was all his production was 100% Mike Leach's system. I mean, this is a system that had Graham Harrell thrown for over 5,000 yards one year. I mean, it's it's just a system where if you're not thrown for over 4,000 yards, you literally shouldn't be on scholarship. In that in Mike Leach's system. I mean, well, I'm serious. Will, yeah, Rogers no, threw a, Will Rogers threw a deep out two years ago that hasn't landed yet. So, yeah. <laughs> was still that the one in the yet. egg bowl? I don't know, man. The wide receiver yeah. is still waiting for it to get to him. Yeah. It still hasn't gotten I, there. He, he had a throw like that in the egg bowl two years ago, and I was like, what the heck was that? But, yeah, I mean, that, that that's not even close, buddy. That's not even close. Will Riley Leonard, you could argue, is a needle mover. Will Rogers would be great to land if he's okay being a, a mentor. I said the other day, if he's okay coming here being a mentor and a backup that maybe gets you out of a game that just is you're, you're bringing him in to be a to do for you what Hunter Johnson did for Clemson a couple of years ago, right? Right, right. or what Tristan Gebbia did for Ohio State this year. That's the only way that I'd look at him. I'd rather have Mr. Rogers. I'd rather have Duck Dodgers. I'd rather have just about anybody than Will Rogers. Please, he's, he's, Mr. Rogers. Is that what you just said? And he just Rogers, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't fit the system that Notre Dame wants to run at all. It's just that's not the way to go. So a, a stubborn Mick said this one, Vince. I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for the super chat, my man. I know who this is. We're not gonna address that now because that's gonna be a topic of conversation in the off season. We are going to have that show about who was the better player, Sam Hartman or Jack Cohn? Because I really am curious to hear your guys' answers, and I know what mine is, and uh, I, I'd be, love to hear people talk about it. But it's not going to be something that five hours and ten minutes into a show we're going to discuss. Because I think yeah. – I mean, that's a full show, or at least oh, a full a- segment of a show. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. keep my opinion to myself yes. then. I've got, yes. I've got plenty yes. to say on that topic yes. too. Oh, we're going to talk about it after the show, Vince. But that's going to be—I'm—I love the question. I do. Yeah. I just want to wait till we actually have the show about it because it's going to be a very interesting show. Last couple guys, and then we're going to get out of here. Last two. Altadius with the super chat. Thank you very much. Good season, sort of. Eight and a half wins, hits. Still uh, left a lot to be desired. I sincerely hope the passing offense picks up the bowl season into next year. Thanks for the live streaming the last game. It was awesome. That was Appreciate fun. You, man. Yeah. I, I, it was fun, guys. I appreciate I appreciate you doing it with me, Vince. It was a lot of fun. But yeah. It was. Look, was, it a good, was it a good season? It was a good season. It was a good season. It wasn't good a good enough season, but right. it, you, you go nine and three, you win the bowl game, hopefully. But regular season wise, it was a good season. They just needed a better season. And it yes. could have been a better season. And it, yeah. and it's okay that it was disappointing from what we yeah. thought it was gonna be. Like that's, that's another okay. thing. I mean, look, we yeah. we you and I, Vince, would be complete hypocrites as much yes. as we banged on Brian Kelly for not yep. getting over the top to then defend and say nine and three is okay, guys. It's okay. We should all just sit back and be happy because we crushed Kelly for years. Yep, for constantly going 10 and 2, 11 and 1, and not winning the big games. Just because I like Marcus Freeman a lot more than I like Brian Kelly doesn't mean the standard changed. The standard is right. still the standard, and this was a team that should have been better. And I, I think I think he nailed it. Good season, sort of, still a lot left to be desired. I think that perfectly encapsulates this season. This was a good year that should have been better. Yep. And but if you if you bet on the over, you made yourself some money. Right. I need to check to see if I did that because I can't remember. But anyway, I thought you did. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I did too. Because I thought there was one other you were going to bet on that you just ended up like play like playoff. I think you were going to bet on the playoff one or something like that, and then you decided not to do that one, which yeah turned out to be wise. But uh, I thought you did bet on the over this year. I may I'm have. Not, I don't know. We'll sure. see. We'll see. Not quite sure. We had a couple others pop up here real quick, guys. Sean O'Hara. Wow. Thanks, Free Sean. Big super chat. I watched all the other schools' channels this year. IB is by far the best breakdown channel by far. He said by far twice, which means it's so much love better. It. I love thanks, it. guys. Uh, I thanks, man. That, yeah, yeah, and I definitely appreciate Super Chat, but even more so, man, I appreciate that that shout-out. We, we work hard for it, man. We do. Steve Rolf with the Super Chat. Thank you very much. Late to the show. Was this the worst Stanford team that you've seen? No. No, no. I, I I was looking it up as this question came in. 2006 Stanford team is the worst team I ever remember. They went 1-11 that year. They let up 31.4 points a game, but they only scored 10.6 points per game that year. They were a terrible, 
That was 06? 06. Their starting quarterback was – well, they split. It, Trent Edwards was a quarterback for seven games, and they also had T.C. Ostrander was their other quarterback. That was – who's a coach now. That was Walt Harris's last year, I believe, right? I I'm think Harris – because it was yes, it was because Harbaugh took over in, in 07. And yep. if you remember that team wasn't very good either. I think they went yep. like four and eight. I'm gonna pull it up. I think they went like four and eight or something like that. But it was the weirdest year ever, man, because that team in, in uh 2007, they went one and eleven in 2006. Uh Walt Harris's last year. But that team the next year went four and eight. But it was it was such a crazy year. They got blown out by UCLA, got blown out by Oregon, got Blown out by Oregon State, got blown out by Washington State, lost to four, lost to Notre Dame, lost to three and nine Notre Dame, but they beat USC when USC was number two. They beat Pete Carroll that year, like just the the wildest year. USC finished that year, guys, eleven and two, and they lost to Stanford. Like it was just yeah. the weirdest Stanford year ever. But um, you could just kind of see some of the foundation being laid by Harbaugh. But yeah, that. That 05 team, that 06 season, Ryan, that was a really bad one. And and I don't even know that this is the worst Stanford team of the last few years. They they've played a couple, they've played a couple really bad teams. They've had a couple really bad teams. Like and the 21 team at that point, it was so beat up. I mean, they weren't very good anyway. And and the and the 19 team was pretty bad too. Like yeah. the 2019 team was was pretty bad. I believe the lead, I believe the leading receiver. Yep, the leading receiver on that 06 Stanford team was Mr. Richard Sherman when he yeah. was a wide receiver. That's- I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, the Stanford's a weird team. They've always been a weird team. All right, last cup. Now we're down to those last the last one again, Vince. We had a couple couple pop up, but I wanted to end with this one because we always say we would love for people to do super chats of the score when uh when Notre Dame scores a bunch of points, and my man A Clayton, my man or my lady A Clayton, uh, did that did that for us. Yeah, A Clayton 47, 56, 23. So I got to say what it is because that was a really good nice super chat because that was the final score. Yes, great live game chat. It allowed me to mute the Pac-12 network even on delay. Much better watch. What is the one thing that you would change, offense or defense? That would allow the talent accumulated to take the next step into a national championship contender. The biggest thing for me is I need to see Marcus Freeman change his philosophy about offensive football. And look, whether it's I don't care who the coordinator is. If he wants to move on from Jared Parker, that's his business. If he wants to keep Jared Parker, that's his business. But no matter what decision he makes in that regard, if he doesn't change his philosophy, it's going to hurt him. And, and look, I think I think I I thought the Dan Landing hire was not a good. I didn't understand that hire by Oregon. It, I didn't I didn't love the hire, but he's done a great job there. But what Dan Landing has shown at Oregon is you can be a defensive coach that under that that believes it's it's to win a championship. You've got to play good defense and still let your offense be aggressive and attack. And Stanford or Oregon this year, if, when you think about it, he took over a program in, at Oregon was giving up 27 points a game. Last year, their defense gave up 27 points a game again. This year, they're giving up 15.9. They play very good defense, very good defense, and their offense still scores over scores over 45 points a game. You know, and they, they're you know they're not aggressive from like throwing a million balls down the field. They don't throw a lot down the field, but they're aggressive with tempos and attacking the perimeter and all that kind of stuff. And it shows you – and Kirby learned that. Kirby Smart learned that after constantly being almost as good as Bama. If you want to win a championship, you have to play great defense, but you got to score. you got to be able to score. you got to have an aggressive approach. He went on hard Todd Monk and he got two titles. Dan Lanning made that, did that approach, and he has a shot to be in the playoff this year if they can beat Washington next week. So, to me, guys, that's the biggest thing. He's got to understand – I'm not talking about – Phone it a million times, and I'm talking about you need to score 50 points a game, you know, because LSU scored 50 points a game this year, and their defense sucked. I mean, it's not about that. It's about saying we have to we have to put as much emphasis on being elite on offense as we do on defense. That's really what it boils down to. Your offense can't just be a complement to your defense alone. They have to complement each other, and that's something that I don't think Coach Freeman has done. So whatever personnel changes he's going to make or or not make, it all has to be centered around. We are going to change our philosophy. You're bringing in way too much talent. 
way too much talent on offense next the, the 23 and 24 and again in 25 to be an offense that that plays the way this team did in in the bigger moments where it's just don't make a mistake don't make a mistake let it rip make mis- you're going to make mistakes but you're going to make a lot more plays and if coach freeman's willing to adapt that then whatever he does at offensive coordinator if it's done with that philosophy in mind i think that's the thing more than anything else that helps Notre Dame take a, take a step. Because I think this defense this year, guys, was good enough to win a championship if the offense could match it, but it couldn't. Not in the big games anyway. I mean, you held Ohio State to 14 points. You know, uh, sh- 17 points. Should have won that football game. Sorry, you should have. Um, the offense couldn't match it. So, Vince, that, that's my stance on that. I'm not sure if you agree, disagree, what your thoughts are. My whole thing is I was going to go towards philosophy because – you know, I think they've got got the right people in place. I, I think they've got the players on the roster. I just they need to they need to not dial it down in the big games and be scared to you know push the football. They they just can't. And so that's that's offensive philosophy. And so I'm not going to just repeat everything that you said, but it's a hundred percent the difference right now. Right. And it, they, it's no longer a talent gap. Right. There's not a talent gap across the board. It's not that is not an issue anymore. It is now a philosophy, and, and if they can't have a defensive first, run first philosophy, you still yeah. have to open it up. You still you can't be so conservative in the big games. So yeah. I'm hoping when they do the self scouting and all of that over the off season, yeah. and they look at how things went in the not so big games, and how the offense prepared, and how what the game plan was, and all of those different things, that they're like, you know what, we're good enough to do that in every game, and then they yeah. do that. To your, to your point, Vince, you can't look philosophically like a different team against Ohio State, Duke, yes. and Louisville, and Clemson than you do against it and and Stanford exactly. and Wake. You can't look like two different teams. You can't. You can't. And yes. that's what they are. Okay. Ryan, what about you, man? What's what's your what's your stance? Uh, I mean, modernize the passing attack. I mean, it's just it's too. It's again like I, there's times where I like a lot of the where I like a lot of the creativity and there's times where I don't like the creativity at all. And I felt like a lot of that mm. is when, when know, would be those times, Ryan, do you, any particular games you could point to that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, throughout most of the year, to be honest, I mean, even the games yeah. that they won, it's like, uh, you know, they were just a lot better than in most cases, to be honest, yeah. but central Michigan's you know. a great example, Ryan. Yeah. Where they hit two seventy-five yard touchdowns on the straight goes. Like okay, yes. great, that's fine. Yeah. But that's not that's not like oh wow, what a great play call, what a great play. Yeah. No, it's just my dudes are way better than your dudes. It's, all it's the it year twenty twenty three. Shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't be focusing so much on the Stone Age passing attack, but no, you know, we did get two more pop up bins. Scotty G, thanks for the super chat. Planning my twenty four home game trip. Which will be the bigger game with what we know today, Louisville or Florida State? I, mean, I, I still I still think Florida State, I, I, I do. I, I mean, they're going to lose a lot, but they're also going to get a lot. And, uh, you know, he's recruited well. They're going to get some transfer guys. I, I still and, – and Louisville's done a great job. Brom's done a great job. They're going to lose a lot of kids off this year's team. And I, I still think Louisville's going to be a really good team under Brom, but I, I think still Florida State. And then, you know, even if those similar teams, it's Florida State's still the bigger name uh, yeah. to me. And I, and I – like. Somebody said the other day that they'd like to see us. Um, they'd like to see us kind of tell everybody what our tailgate situation is to be a little bit earlier. So if you are planning games next year, one game I promise you that we will not promise. Barring something happening to my mom, like happened this year or something like that, I know for sure the Florida State game will be one that we're going to be tailgating. I don't know if we're going to do a tailgate for for uh, Louisville or Stanford to the two home games. I would lean towards Louisville, but I can say confidently that we'll be doing an IB tailgate for the Florida State game. So if you're if that if that impacts at all your decision. I know some people have said it will. It might impact their decision on what games come to. So that is definitely one game we will do. Bar, barring some travesty happening and like my mom being hospitalized like this year, uh that that'll be a game for sure that we'll be doing a tailgate for. And then uh last one. Steve Rolf, thanks for the super chat. Do you think the offense will change much without estimate next year? The other backs are not quite like him. I don't think the offense has anything to do with estimate. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to change because yeah. he's gone. If it changes, it has nothing to do with him not being there. Well, well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, could you elaborate on that? What you mean by that, Vince, before I, 
before well, somebody... I don't they're they're not going to change their philosophy because he's not there anymore. Like that's not gotcha. They they're not going to become. They didn't base their offense because of who Audric Estime is. They're not going to run an air raid spread run game because Audric. So 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 you would agree with this, however, the emphasis of what they run may change built on the talents of the backs, but they're still going to be a similar. You know, they may run out of different formations because of the right. type of talent they may they may emphasize duo more than inside zone or inside zone more than duo or maybe run a little bit more pin right. and pull because of the time, but they still run that stuff. It's just the emphasis might be a little bit different. I got that. Yeah. They're, they're more on the same page. Yeah. There is a boatload of talent in that running back room, a boatload of talent. And as much as I love watching Audric estimate, do his thing. I'm going to really love watching the running back room the next few years too, because there is so much talent in that room that I think people don't realize yet, but they will. And they're going to, they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on the same page then, Vince. It's it's your philosophy doesn't change, your system doesn't change, but your emphasis might depending on the talent level of your players. Yeah, we're on the same page there. That's why I'm glad I let you explain that one a little bit. Um, I mean, I I think it's going to be more explosive. That doesn't always necessarily mean better, worse. I don't know, but but look, there's some runs like that we've seen from Audric that maybe go for 25 or 30. That if the, if it's blocked up the exact same way for Jeremiah Lovers or Darian Price is a sev, going for seventy, and that's kind of what Ryan was talking about earlier when he was talking about the NFL draft. Like you know, Audric had an eighty yard run against NC State. He had a seventy something yarder called back by by Central Michigan, but most of his runs were twenties, thirties, occasional forties. Uh, some of those runs are seventy if it's Jeremiah Love. It's seventy if it's Darian Price. It's it's so you're just going to have a more explosive room. Will you give those guys 25 carries like you did Audric today? I don't that I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, so there might be some emphases there. I think it's going to be more explosive. I think the the thing that's going to have a greater impact on the on the offense run game next year is not not having Audric, who's a very good back. But guys, Notre Dame's been has been going from back to back to back, and like you lose Josh Adams and Dexter is just as good the next year. Right, you lose Dex and Tony Jones almost goes for hundred. You lose Tony Jones and and Kyron Williams steps in and he had he has four carries as a freshman comes out in his second year and goes for a thousand, right? And and back to back years, Kyron leaves and Logan Diggs and Nodrick estimate step in the lineup and both go for eight over eight hundred yards. Logan leaves and you know what I mean. Like Notre Dame's going to be fine as the lead running backs. They're going to be fine. Uh, the bigger question is, can the offensive line get better? That, that's going to have a greater impact on the run game next year than whether Audric does or doesn't come back. And that's no shot at Audric, guys. Their name's just been doing this since 2017. I mean, really since 2015, you know, because CJ left and then Josh Adams is really good the next two years. So I'm I'm not at all worried about running back at all. I don't know if you guys want to agree. I think, I think we're on the same page there. I know your guys' opinion. I think we're on the same page there. I think the bigger question is, like to me, the, the the guy that I'm the only guy that I'm concerned about losing as far as I don't know how they're gonna replace it, it's Joe Alt. Like that's that's the yeah. only one I'm concerned about because there's not as it like we know I mean you you lose like Jeremiah Love, Javarian Price, Kedron Young comes in, Aeneas Williams, you have Jabron Payne, they're gonna be fine there. I don't know who the left tackle is gonna be next year. And I and I don't know that I, I think the drop off is gonna be pretty big unless somebody has a big offseason. So uh, that 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 to me is more of a concern for me than whoever's playing running back. It just it just is. But if Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price are your number one and two running backs next year, guys, it's basically you're going to have a more explosive version of Audric Estime and Jer- Jer- Logan Diggs, like a much more explosive version of those two guys. Where you may not have a number one, but you have two dudes that are both averaging six plus yards a carry and just ripping people up. That's what I think you're going to see. I'm not worried about running back. And Vince, I I saw your face. You and I are on the same page on that one. Not even a little bit worried. I think actually the running back position is going to be more explosive next year, like you said, than it was this year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a shot at Audric. It's just it's different skill sets. I mean, it's Correct. just. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be older. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I love what Audric did. Just like I love the Kyron Williams did. Yeah. Just like I loved what Tony Jones did. What Dex up. did. With Josh. It's not like, oh, suck. So, you know, that guy sucked. No, it's not that at all. It's just like that guy did great. He moved on. Good for him. Go bust it in the league. Get your get your money. Their name's going to be fine. That's kind of how I look at it, right? Um, Ryan, thoughts on this as we wrap up on this particular topic? 
No, I mean, you guys say that it's it's going to be different next year, but it doesn't mean worse. It doesn't mean better. It just means different. So I'm I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited to see if there is one guy that is the, I don't want to say bell cow, but if he is the main target share guy next year in the running back room, if, if it is a complete committee approach, I'm just, I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, that's going to do it, Vince. Wait, five and a half hours. I, I think other than the Thanksgiving special, this is a – no, our signing day show went longer. But as far as just like a normal non-signing day show, so I think I might go along the show ever. So uh, I'll go ahead and take it here, Vince. Um, <laughs> I just saw the barking. That's awesome. So, hey, everybody that's been with us this entire show, man, we appreciate you all so, so very much. Ryan, thank you for joining us for the pre- and post-game show. Vince, my man. My ride or die, thanks for being with me for this entire time, buddy. I appreciate you. Uh, hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Vince and I will be back tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, for our upon further review of the Notre Dame-Stanford game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, you and I will be back on Monday for a Notre Dame mailbag and uh, be ready to rock and roll. It's going to be an interesting week. We're going to have a lot of wrap-the-season-up kind of conversations this week, and you know we'll find out who Notre Dame's bowl opponent is going to be in about eight days, right? So it'll be next Sunday find out who Notre Dame's bowl opponent is going to be and then have plenty to talk about then. So uh, for Vince and Ryan, I'm Brian. Everybody, thank you all so much. We appreciate you. If you have not already done so, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Give us a five-star review. Greatly appreciate it. If you have not done so, sign up for the message board at boards.archbreakdown.com. But as, as, as always, guys, we thank you all so much for being with us. We love this IB community. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys again very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.